And now it's time for Inside Voices with Kevin Kazi Thomas, a local discussion focused on systemic racism, injustice, and hate in our country. Although we may not always agree, the aim of Inside Voices is to confront these truths together by sharing the voices of those facing these struggles and to find a path to making things better. We invite you to listen to this ongoing conversation. And now, here's Kevin. And welcome, friends, families, all people of all races, colors, and nationalities, black men and women, allies in the struggles. You are listening to another episode of Inside Voices. I'm your host, Kevin Kazi Thomas, and thanks for checking in on 97.9 The Hill. Uh, we are talking voting today and ongoing conversation that we're having about social justice, uh, racism, and inequality. We would be remiss to not speak about the importance of our vote of our voice and to take action on, you know, a lot of us feel helpless about what we've seen go on in our politics, government and our laws and how we're treated as citizens and wonder, does voting even matter anymore? If it's important or, you know, how, if I don't know the information that I need in order to take part in this actively, what can I do? So we want to, you know, have that conversation here today. And I'm joined with a good friend of mine and a very special guest, um, she has started a 501c uh, called Vote on Purpose, and she is here today to help us talk about the importance of voting and all the issues surrounding it. And she is our first ally in the struggle yeah. on the show. We have White our first. <laughs> we officially have our first <laughs> white female on the show of Inside Voices, and we are happy to have her here, y'all. So uh, definitely welcome Meredith Louder to the thank show. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Kazi. Thanks for being here. Uh, it's very important. And so... I want to start right out the gate. Uh, you know, why? What? Tell us about Vote on Purpose and, and why it's important. So Vote on Purpose um, came from the current Black Lives Matter movement. Um, with everything that's gone on, we spent multiple days protesting in the streets in Winston-Salem. And myself and my son's father, Brian Sempers, wanted to do something to continue this fight. And obviously, we both have real jobs, so we can't stand on the street every day with signs. It's just impossible. So we sat down and thought about what we can do with not a lot of money to help Black people, Black communities, and keep this going and try to eliminate a lot of these problems. So we came up with this idea to help people make educated choices at the polls. And we want to make sure that we stress the importance of voting for your local candidates. Right. It's not all about the president. The president can't do a lot of things without approval from the Senate or the House or your local county city boards and sheriffs and things like that. And you vote for those people. Right. So we're trying to break that idea of voting straight party and actually vote for the person for what matters for you and your community. Right so on. the website has information about the specific candidates. We've reached out to Forsyth County, Guilford County, Rockingham County, Davidson County right now. We've got volunteers helping us. We've asked them five specific questions related to black communities. Mm -hmm. Some have responded. Some have not. Some have responded saying, I have nothing to do with that. Um, As a public official yes. or someone who's running for public office, they say that those issues they have nothing to do with. It's not part of their platform was one of the exact responses from one of our House of Representative members currently who is running again. 
So this is information we need to know, because if you're a black individual in a predominantly black community and you're voting for that purpose, for that person, he obviously does not have your best interest at heart. Right. So we need to get these people out and we can't do it without the knowledge and the information being there. Exactly. And I think that people will, like you said, vote along party lines, um, which is a historical thing that we all have done. I think a lot of times, too, we'll just fill in bubbles, right, of the sign that, well, that sign's at the corner of my stoplight where I live or, well, he's friends with so-and-so and and you don't know some of the platforms of these people that you're voting for, like you said, that, that affect your immediate tense. We're quick to blame everything you know, on the White House. And there's a, there's a big bag of blame to go there exactly. as well, for sure. But when we're talking about what can be done with, you know, in our state and in our local, you know, you're talking about why this is important. Do we really know the platforms and where the people stand that, that we're electing that run our our street and our right. county and, and our local? The people that make the local laws and make those things, you know, those changes for you. So mm-hmm. we need to have more black people in offices. We need to have more females in offices. We need to try to break these years long of white males being in office. It's not just at the top at the presidency, but governors. We need black governors. We need female governors. A we, true representation of the diversity exactly. that, that exists in, in America is is not being reflected at the top. The decision makers, the lawmakers, the people right. that decide how things are going to go. It's not a representation of the diversity. Of exactly. People, right? right on. I can I definitely can dig that um, th- to that point. Um, and, and just, you know, and I do say that I, I, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that, you know, because this uh, is an American issue. And that's what I want people to understand, that it is a black, white, yellow, green, orange issue, right, if you're an American. But why is this personally? Like, what made you decide that you needed to get into this fight? Because some people would look on the outside looking in, and a lot of people do with kind of like the skepticism of why are there so many like white people that seem to be standing up for this? Is it authentically, are they authentically doing it? Why is this personally important to you? So this hits home for me. Um, I've known Kazi since about 2003. So he's watched me grow up. He's watched me come through different jobs and living in different places and things. And as far back as that time, I've been in interracial relationships. So black friends, black black, boyfriends, you know, regardless. Yep, exactly. Um, Black bosses. I worked at a radio station when I was in college. Um, So I've been through a lot of different scenarios where I've witnessed the racism right in front of my face. And now I have a biracial child. My son's father, Brian, who's running this nonprofit with me, is black. My son is the skin color that could be either. He could look white and he could look black. So I don't want him growing up in the world we currently live in. And I don't want him to be the next Trayvon Martin Mm. or Ahmad. He likes to go outside and he loves to run. Tamir Rice. Exactly. We've got. Too much opportunity right now to use our white voices to sit back and be quiet. So this is. Yeah. And and do you think that that isn't uh, something that has awakened or brought a different awareness to some white people that wouldn't have had it before because they have brown grandchildren, they have black grandchildren or, you know, family members now that are married to their children, their daughters or what have you. Absolutely. Or, or sons. Do you think that I that's. I mean, even my own personal family. Um, 
my parents didn't really understand the hype behind it until Philandro Castile. Mm-hmm. And frankly, my dad came with the normal, well, if he would have followed the law. And I said, but daddy, that could have been me. Mm-hmm. In the car. Brian and Bryson. Because the baby was in the backseat. Right. And he still didn't even get it that day when we had the conversation. It took him days to sit on that and come to terms with, wow, that that is my daughter and what she is currently living. And now it's really opened his eyes and he understands he doesn't like everything I do. Sure. Um, sure. But he understands now the struggle and a little, you know, mm-hmm. that generation is hard because he grew up in segregated schools. My mom did too. You know, that our parents, yeah. totally different. They were trained a completely different way than we were. And it's definitely brought the white aspect. I think more and more white people now are understanding we have to help. Right. For it, for it to change. And, you know, this is a healthy conversation, right? When you have conversations like this with family members and loved ones that, you know, grew up in a different generation and, you know, doesn't make it right. But the things that were normal and okay for them um, aren't, aren't, aren't the same now. We've right. changed, you know, we're continuing to become a more aware society, these camera phones and information that things that people haven't been taught in school and their history classes and their social study classes, they're now being exposed to for the very, some people for the very first time. Right. And so if you are an NRA, NRA person and you are a proponent for Americans having gun rights, you can't ignore Philando Castile's case. He had his permit, right? He, he notified the officer that he had a registered firearm not on this person in the vehicle. Just the thought of that should cause the cop to shoot him, right? Right. The, uh, Brianna Taylor's boyfriend had a registered weapon, did not stop the cops from coming in and doing what they did and then pressing charges against him that were later dropped. But when, when you're talking about, you know, we, we talk about that cognitive dissonance a lot because that's the understanding for, you know, for some people that, you know, we know a lot of good cops. But for the instances where people where not so good cops do not so good things for that to be so far removed from any level of that could have possibly happened is just a a whole cognitive dissonance to the fact that I feel like cops for some people are here to, to mitigate us as a threat, you know? Right. And, and that we're the threat to be managed as we've, we've talked about on this show a lot. And so who's the sheriff, who's the DA, who are these judges? They all, All that stuff matters. And so we're going to get into that. We're going to go to commercial right now. This is Inside Voices with Kevin Kazi Thomas. We're joined with Meredith Louder and we're talking about voting or dying trying, y'all. We got got to get out and vote and, and make our voices heard. So we'll be back right after this. You're listening to Inside Voices with Kevin Kazi Thomas on 97.9 The Hill. We'll be back with more after this. And now, back to Inside Voices with Kevin Kazi Thomas. Once again, here's Kevin. 
And welcome back to Inside Voices. I'm your host, Kevin Kazi Thomas, and you're listening here on 97.9 The Hill. And we are continuing our conversation on go vote or die trying, y'all. It's, we're less than 100 days out from our upcoming November election. And I'm joined here with Meredith, Meredith Louder from Vote on Purpose, a nonprofit organization that is helping get everybody out to the polls, um, especially for people that are voting on platforms of social justice, um, you know, how to make lives better for minorities, black men and women, people of color. Um, There's certain platforms that uh, candidates need to address. And if they're not addressing them or where they stand on certain issues, those are things that we need to know. And uh, so, you know, I think one of the issues that young black people, black people in general, people of color have been skeptical that voting matters, that their vote even carries or resonates that it has any effect towards change at all whatsoever. And, you know, I, I look back and think of, you know, it must be important because it's that right has been tried to been, you know, it's been kept from us right. throughout history at certain times. We've been de- deterred from it. Even now we talk about voter suppression. And so I want to touch on that real quick, you know, cause when people want to talk about what's systemic about how, one thing works for some one group and it works different for somebody else. Voter suppression is is like one of those things. So can can we speak on that for a moment? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So to touch on the not important part as well, I think our generation was led to believe because of how the presidential votes are counted and right. the electoral college, which is, I think we all agree should janky. be thrown in the trash. Yeah. We've been led to believe your vote doesn't count. But that comes back to this is not about the president. This is about the local voting. And sometimes these local um, elections come down to handfuls of votes where if five more people had gone out, the other candidate could have won. So this is really, really important. These votes are not handled like the presidency. So you have to get out. Um, Voter suppression, this doesn't get talked about a lot. Right. You no longer have to have an ID. Okay. Please, everybody be aware. If you don't have an ID, you can still vote in North Carolina. This is a big deal. This is a big law that has been passed and changed. If you have any questions about that, feel free to email us through our website, and we are happy to help you answer those questions. Another big problem is with felons and potential felons. And I don't know how we fix this, um, but we need to talk about it. Let's say... Driving home today, I do something really stupid and I get arrested. All right. Let's say my bond is way too high for my family to get me out because they don't have that kind of cash flow. Which is a tactic that's obvious. Exactly. Used, right. So whatever I did or whatever happened, I am not a felon until I go to court and I am charged. And convicted, right? So I could sit in jail for months, three, four months, just because we don't have the money to get me out. Well, now November 3rd rolls around. Here I am sitting in the local prison, not a felon, but how do I vote? Right. So that's a really big deal. There's an organization we're kind of close with that's working on how do we let prisoners, quote unquote, vote that are allowed to, but we can't get the forms to them. Right. Um, felons can't vote. Yeah. That's totally unfair in my eyes. Yeah. It's it's well cuz and then cuz when we talk about 
you know, on, on a different side of like nonviolent drug offenders and how the population of how many African-Americans are in jail or incarcerated or in that in between where it's like I'm awaiting trial. That's a large percentage of the popula population, a large percent right. of the black vote that is not even getting the opportunity to have their voice heard or vote, you know, on, right. on, a, on an upcoming election. And, you know, I'm, I'm seeing some of the other things here when, uh, you know, you, uh, what does voter suppression look like, right? So, you know, uh, purging the voter rolls, right, is, is one of the things that you have here. Um, limiting early voting. And, you know, you just talked about felony dis disenfranchisement. If you, if you have a felony, you are not, you know, you're not eligible to vote. You know, North Carolina has already went to war all the way to the Supreme Court about its gerrymandering of its right. districts and how we've dealt with that in the past. And, you know, just just the different, you know, dis different disinformation. And I've spoke on it. You know, I voted on two different sides of town. I voted on one side of town where I walked in and walked out in 30 minutes. And that was a more fluent side of town. The other side of town I lived on in the past took me three hours to vote. Wow out of high school, right? And I literally, what the difference was, it took me three hours to vote on the black side of town. It took me less than 30 minutes to vote so on the predominantly white side of town. So they try to encourage you to leave that line. Who, because who can take off of work on a random Tuesday right. and stand in line for three, four, five hours? They, they make it so difficult mm -hmm. to do this one thing that we all have the right to do. And I've seen people lobby that it should be a day off, that it should be a national day off, that everyone should, you know, be able to take off work and just make that day about voting because it's that important. But we get into why it, it's an advantageous for some people that everybody doesn't show up to the polls, that everybody doesn't have their voice heard. And when you're talking about addressing your issues, do you show up to the polls? Black men and women, people of color, if we want our issues addressed, we have to show up to the polls. If they feel like that your voice does not work for their benefit, it will not be addressed, you know? And we're like, like we said, we're not talking electoral college where we're trying to figure out how many slaves one state had against the other and then balance that out. It was 2020, right? right? We're talking about, you know, your governor that decides whether or not we're in phase one, phase two, or whether you exactly. need to wear masks or whether or not your kids are going back to school, or right? Better yet, your House of Representatives who actually pushes the laws of same-sex bathrooms mm -hmm. or abortion, things like that. These are the things that these people vote yes or no for, and you're not voting them in or out. Right. So these are the people that we have to make. Oh, and side note, the person who responded with my platform doesn't involve black people is a current House of Representatives holder in North Carolina and is up for re-election. Wow. So we have to get those people out. Exactly. OK, so for anybody that wants to know how to register, what what can they do? How can they it's register? so easy. We don't have to make it hard. You can go directly to your DMV office. You can go to your county board of elections office. You can go online on your phone or your tablet or whatever you have to the government site, youcanvote.org, or you can go directly to our site. We've got everything linked and fill out the form. If you see me in person or I'll leave some papers with Kazi, we can give you the form to fill out that you can mail in. Um, 
we are really encouraging people, especially with the COVID situation, to absentee vote this year. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about taking off of work on November 3rd. Go ahead, fill out the absentee request form. You get your ballot by mail. You can sit down and take your time voting. You can make sure you're putting those right names where, you know, you want these people to be. And then you just mail it back in. Yeah. It's really You can even email it now. Right on. So you can fill out these forms and scan it with your phone and email it in. It's that simple. So All right. So there's no excuse. None. There's a hundred different ways to, to make your voice heard. And it's important that we act early as well, you know, and uh, we'll get into talking about, you know, what we can do in our in our next segment. But, um, you know, to be aware, right, that your, your voting is a right. It's a right, y'all. So anyone trying to take away your privilege by finagling or misinforming right. you or, you know, just trying to find any way to disenfranchise you from your right to vote, you need to you know, arm yourself with the awareness and information so you don't get caught up in some nonsense, right? We're, we're not in the era of you having to show up to the polls and count how many jelly beans are in a jar. <laughs> you know, we're past that part, amen. But there's other ways that it's have woven itself, you know, that voter suppression has woven itself into right. the system that, that we want to be aware of. You saw in Georgia, that was a fiasco, right? Yes. You saw the polls closed early on certain people and they're banging at the door like we've been standing in three lines and didn't get a chance to vote. Right. So being early and proactive is a way to kind of, you know, make sure that there's no wool that can get pulled over you at the last minute on the last day that you have to vote. So right. definitely want to do that. Um, talk about that. So we're going to go to break right now. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about, you know, what we can do. It's coming up hundred less than 100 days away. So what we can do uh, to make our voice heard in this next election. Once again, this is Kevin Kazi Thomas, Inside Voices. We'll be right back. You're listening to Inside Voices with Kevin Kazi Thomas on 97.9 The Hill. We'll be back with more after this. And now, back to Inside Voices with Kevin Kazi Thomas. Once again, here's Kevin. And welcome back to Inside Voices. This is Kevin Kazi Thomas. You're listening on 97.9 The Hill. And we are still continuing our conversation on voting. We're going to vote or die trying, y'all. We are less than a 100 days away from the election. November 3rd is election day. And early voting starts October 15th and runs October 15th through the 31st. If you want to find an early voting site, you can go on youcanvote.org slash voting and find out where you can vote early. But November 3rd is election day coming up. And so we're continuing our conversation with Meredith Louder from Vote On Purpose and their site, voteonpurpose.org. I'm looking at it right now. It's amazing. And when we, you know, we like to talk about on the show in our last segment about what we can do to be proactive, to to combat these issues. And so what are some of the things, you know, just looking at this site, the way you all have built it, what's some of the information that people can gain from, you know, accessing your site, voteonpurpose.org? So we've tried to simplify it and make it as easy as possible in layman's terms. Uh, we've added, do you even know what the government does? Because uh, we all learned that in high school, but that was a long time ago for right. me. Right. So if you don't even remember what your House of Representatives person does or the governor, 
we've added a little breakdown, some nice little schoolhouse rocks video. Right you on. know, a bill is a bill. Yep, on Capitol um, Hill. You know, mm -hmm. so just so we have that knowledge behind the people you're voting for, um, yeah. that's there. We've added the mail-in voting um, for the absentee ballots. And then by county, which we hope to have a lot more counties by the time maybe another month or so, sure. you can go on directly to your county and you can search by name or you can just read down the whole list for the person you're interested in learning about. There's simple little questions. It's not anything hard and you can read about their platform. Mm -hmm. um, major things that they've done, the questions that we've sent about Black Lives Matter, some people have not responded at all and you'll be able to see that. So if you're a black person in a predominantly black community, I highly doubt that's a person you want to vote for because they truly don't care right. about what you're there for. Sure. And this is a chance. So your site gives you a chance to do the research on who's running for your local elections by county on a state level. It also shares voter information on how to fill out absentee ballot, how to vote early, where to vote. It's an incredible resource. And you can see who's voting, you know, who is addressing the issues of these platforms. If, like you said, this is a a world conversation. It's a national world ongoing conversation. And for anyone that is stepping into politics in 2020, 2021, and is not addressing these issues or is looking to skirt around them, that should be very concerning for black, white, any American right now, because this is a conversation we have to have. It's why we're here, right. you know? And so y'all site, once again, voteonpurpose.org. You can go there and look by county, state level, and they're continuing to update that site. And right. you can see what your candidate from where you're from, what their platform is on, on those issues. And so. we'll also have a mobile app mm -hmm. that's going to make this easily accessible too, probably in the next week. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll blast that out through the website as well. Right on. So when we're talking about who can register to vote, you must be registered to vote. So NC citizens who will be 18 years old by November 3rd had to have completed the terms of a felony sentence or residents who have lived in NC for at least 30 days as of Election Day um, can register to vote. Right? right. And that's an important thing to bring up right there. Um, mm -hmm. If you've moved. So if you used to live in Virginia or South Carolina or whatever, and you just came here this year, yeah. you have to re-register in this state. Your Virginia registration will not count. So if you've moved and you don't have to get a new ID, mm -hmm. you just have to have your new address. So anybody that's moved, please make sure you register in North Carolina. I think a lot of people forget that and then show up to vote and you can't. Very important stuff. This is like the little loopholes that we fall in, right? And so when we're talking about the three ways to vote, using early voting, you can vote at any early voting site in your county. Um, of course, on election day, you have to vote at your assigned polling place. And you can also vote by mail by requesting an absentee ballot. And you can find all these forms at youcanvote.org. Uh, slash voting, slash lookup, or slash mail, and of course, voteonpurpose.org, the site that Meredith Louder and Brian Sempers have created with Vote On Purpose. Uh, and there's an app coming soon as well, yes. right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, just for the last level of optimism, like what what's the last message we want to send for anybody, like what they can do? So, number one, you have to go vote. Do it early. Do it that day. I don't care when you do it, but let's show up and let's prove to people that we can be this change. Right. Be the change you want to see and do it. Um, as far as what can you do from home, you don't even have to get up. 
You can share these posts. You can do your research. Send in questions. We're having podcast interviews now. This is our next big thing that we're doing. We interviewed a judge this week for Forsyth County. If you have questions you want to ask of a specific candidate, we will reach out to them and ask them. That's something you can do on your own. So the other big thing that we want to encourage is bring someone with you to vote. That knocks out another person. That's that's one more vote we're getting in. Or make sure they do it online. You know, ask your friends, ask your family, are you registered? Are you going to vote? Let me take you. Be an ally that day. Drive people to the polls. We need people to help the senior citizens get to the polls. Some of those people don't have cars. The bus routes don't always take them to where they need to go. So offer to drive people to the polls. Things like that will make a really big difference this year. Right on. That's amazing. And for anybody that wants to get in touch with you or vote on purpose, how can they reach you? So you can directly email us at info at voteonpurpose.org. You can go onto the website to the contact. We're on Twitter. Uh, Twitter is vote underscore O-R-G. Instagram, vote on purpose. Facebook, vote on purpose. Any of those outlets you want to reach out, we will respond. That's right, y'all. And I would be remiss to say that if you don't like the candidates in your community, in your election, then run yourself. Thank you. Get Get out there and do it. Yeah, get into politics. This is not, you don't have to be born into it. You don't have to be royalty. You have to be a person that cares about your community, that wants to make a change and actually wants to put in the work and represent the voice of the people. Yes. A lot of these seats, I don't think people even realize you don't need a lot of money to run. Mm -hmm. You can get signatures. We have multiple people right now in Forsyth County that are write-in candidates and they are having their petitions done right now and they will be on these ballots. And they've gotten their money from donations from the community so that they can run and get their name on these ballots. So anybody can do this. And and frankly, we need some better choices. So that's that's right. So November 3rd, y'all, we're in, like I said, the the last 990 and some change days, you know, less than 100 leading up to this election. So let's be proactive and make sure our voice is heard. Let's not get caught tugging on the door on November 3rd because I got off work late and I didn't get it in. You know, I didn't get my voice heard. So, you know, super important. Thank you for coming here today, Meredith. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll continue to push this issue. Voter die trying, y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode of Inside Voices. This is your boy, Kevin Kazi Thomas, and you're listening to 97.9 The Hill and Chapel Borough Radio. We'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to Inside Voices with Kevin Kazi Thomas on 97.9 The Hill. Catch this episode and more by visiting our on-demand page at chapelborough.com.